Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Ted. On Peacock. Peacock. I'm the king of the wieners. What'd you think? Man, this show had a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. There were uh, some legitimately funny bits. Mm-hmm. And then there was a lot of racism disguised as funny bits. Yep. That we can do because so long as we call out that it's kind of racist that we said that. Yeah. Seth McFarlane, I feel like is really smart, really talented, and a really good writer. And why he had to do that with some of the bits that he did is beyond me uh it he's it, it felt not as bad as dave chappelle but i was telling you i just watched dave chappelle's new thing and just like it is a shame that he is so talented and so good at what he does and then just like and chooses the, yeah. and then chooses that avenue yeah it, don't get me wrong dave chappelle's appears to be awful and I don't like the things that he said. I'm just saying he knows how to say it well. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I get what you're saying. And I understand the comparison because uh, yeah. it feels apt. It, 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 there's some legitimately funny stuff in this show. But there was also it was just a lot of it was really bogged down in really bogged down when you consider my biggest complaint about this which is the length that yeah this is pretty wrote like sitcommy sort of shit single cam sitcommy sort of shit that goes on for 50 plus minutes i might watch more i would have considered watching more and maybe i watch more i don't know i'll, I'll probably It'll be a good in the background sort of show, I think, so that I don't have to focus on the fact that it's 50 goddamn minutes long. Uh, the rest of the episodes are shorter. The rest of the episodes are. I literally had the thought, I'm going to check up, check out episode two, 50 goddamn minutes long. It could be that after the second episode, they get shorter. But I looked at the second episode and it was 50 something minutes long. Let, let's settle this debate right now. Episode two, 39 minutes did I just click on the first episode again? <laughs> episode 3, 37 minutes. Episode 4, 37 minutes. Episode 5, 33 minutes. Episode 6, 43 minutes. Episode 7, 42 minutes. I must have just clicked on the first episode again. <laughs> Hereby demonstrating yet again that I'm an idiot. Oh, um, no, Eric. You're so smart. No, I'm an idiot. It's cool. I can be an idiot and be smart. I'm both. Uh, do you want to tell everybody what this is about? Uh, this is a prequel series to the series of movies that Seth MacFarlane did with Mark Wahlberg. I don't know, like a decade ago called Ted, where a kid has a teddy bear that because he wishes on a star comes to life. But that teddy bear grows up alongside this kid into adulthood. Um, he doesn't grow up in stature. He just in terms of demeanor and racism <laughs> and this show is set 
still some years at so like this ted has grown up still some i think he the main kid got this teddy bear when he was like six and now he's 16 or something right um so he's had the teddy bear for 10 years but it's that period of time yeah uh because initially this was a very famous event and ted was very famous for being a magical bear that came to life but people kind of got over it it's the premise of the show yeah to the point that it's a little ironic that we're doing a show now 10 years after we're all kind of over ted (laughs) to the point where inexplicably people don't even think seem to know who ted or this kid are but are still not phased by a talking teddy bear yeah like i yeah if 10 years ago a talking uh, a teddy bear came to life and everybody freaked out about it and then now everybody settled down about it i guarantee you that teddy bear would still be a household name yeah they play fast and loose with whether ted is uh notable throughout the show um a lot of adults don't seem to give two shits like they recognize him like oh hey you're that bear blah 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 but then you have uh somebody like the main character's high school bully who's like what are you bringing your teddy bear to school like yeah he's a fucking walking talking sentient being at this point yeah dummy that has organs no in the first movie he gets ripped to shreds he has no organs (laughs) Okay, but he still has to eat. Right. And he may still affects him. Right. Dang. The Ma- lore. Magic, dude. Yeah. Why? When the, like at the peak of the fame of Ted, why would you not kidnap this kid and make him wish on falling on shooting stars all the time? Magic. Expand on that. <laughs> There's some magic, magic that protects him from no, like, the love, no, his, the love of his like, family, protects him from ev- the evils of Voldemort. No, God, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what I'm thinking is that uh, the magic of a wishing star knows if it's being coerced or not. So Yeah, he, but that bad guys don't know that. Bad guys are still going to be desperate enough to kidnap this kid and force him to wish on shoot once okay and then it becomes obvious that it doesn't fucking work that that hasn't stopped um bad guys in the past from continuing to do things that don't work rock banks (laughs) no there's still a chance that that would work (laughs) yeah and it works all the time robbing banks works all the time does it uh, more often than kidnapping a kid and making him wish on a on a falling star. <laughs> okay. All right. Or honestly, here's another explanation that could be in universe magic. Each kid only gets one, but that does become now they start kidnapping other kids and making them wish on wishing on falling stars. <laughs> and also, uh, how do people Episode know that? Two. How do people know that though? It like, there's not a, a manual. It has been a decade. You don't think that scientists are researching this shit? <laughs> asking no you're saying kidnapping is just gonna happen i think long before kidnapping ever happened the government would kidnap this kid and try to figure out what the fuck is going on they would et his ass so hard oh yeah a hundred percent i had that thought too all right what else you got in your notes (laughs) it's exactly zero because they're at home (laughs) 
what did you think of the Ted movies? I liked the first one just fine, but not so much that I watched the second. That's exactly how I feel about them. How do you feel about Family Guy? I think the first four or five seasons of that show are some of the funniest TV like TV show seasons that are out there. Yes. Uh, and the quality has declined pretty significantly since then. Mm. That being said, we we recently went and watched like we stopped watching for years and then I was bored and looking for something to just throw on in the background. And we watched we're almost all the way caught up on Family Guy now. And as I would expect, there are some hits and there's a lot of misses. Sort of like modern day Simpsons. Yeah, except Simpsons I haven't even tried to watch in probably anything current in more than a decade. I don't know why Family Guy is hooked on. I think Family Guy hooked me harder than Simpsons ever did. Mm, interesting. Maybe because of how old I was when it came out. The instance where all the gay kids in high school say how great it is to be gay in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. To be clear, I don't I don't think we need to punch down on anybody, but right. let alone gay kids. But it feels disingenuous to say in the 90s that people were just like, yeah, right. being gay is fucking dope as shit, man. Right. Which is literally what gets said at some point. Like, yeah, it's the tits. Yeah, we we uh, we both just recently saw Bottoms and Punky Johnson is in it briefly and talks about how back in the 90s it was awful being gay because people hated you for being gay uh not just for being gay and untalented which is such a good joke yeah it's so good god bottoms is so good i i I need to buy that movie so i can just watch it again whenever i want oh i went when i went to get it because you recommended it to me i went to get it on streaming on amazon it was uh 4.99 to rent or 4.99 to buy oh shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i was like well (laughs) might as well i had a thought when they decided to send ted to school and he had never been to school he had never been to like elementary or middle school before and but they just like throw him in with uh johnny and i was like Ted has just been watching TV for 10 years. Is that the educational equivalent of going, oh, yeah, our education system is shit. Yeah, just watching TV for that long is good enough. <laughs> yeah, I suspect there will be some hijinks related to that. But that is really goofy. Like it, our education is is shit. Education system is shit. But it's not zero to high school shit. Yeah. But in fairness, I, the whole point of it was just get him to. It, it might as well have been put him in daycare. The whole point of sending him to school wasn't to necessarily get him educated. It was just get him out of the house so he doesn't use a slip and slide and shoot a gun. <laughs> Which is awesome. He takes a slip and slide, he sets it up, he has a rifle, he sits on the slip and slide, he shoots the rifle so it, it propels him backwards on the slip and slide. And then a neighbor comes out to yell at him and goes, what are you shooting at? And he goes, nothing. She goes, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. And she goes, all right. And then goes back inside. 
<laughs> that was funny. Uh, what else? I think my favorite scene was when they got high the first time and like went to dinner and all that type of stuff. <laughs> and just so talked funny. about how like this is the best steakums that, that, yeah. that have ever been made. Yeah, uh, this show did make me laugh out loud, especially near the end once um, it stopped talking about Pollocks and stuff. Hmm. What I found interesting, uh, having grown up watching Family Guy and then still mostly enjoying American Dad, which is also Seth MacFarlane, um, was seeing a lot of these actors. are A lot of them are voice actors on American Dad or Family Guy, and I had never seen their faces before, but I recognized the voices that they were doing, like the um, bank manager that inexplicably was talking. About, that that made me laugh. Like that was the stupidest bit from that episode, but it's the one that probably made me laugh the hardest. I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" <laughs> it's still making me laugh. Anyway, uh, I don't remember how, what he was saying, but I slowly recognized that he's somebody that's a voice actor on Family Guy and was never someone I had pictured. Um, the racist dad plays one of the main characters on American Dad. Like it, there, there were a lot of that old lady across the street is somebody that does a lot of voices on the show. Speaking of the racist dad, this show is basically just all in the family, right? Uh, I, yeah, maybe. I, it's been ages since I've watched All in the Family. And unsurprising because the opening credits of Family Guy is a parody of the opening credits of All in the Family. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane is somebody who was very, very deeply impacted by the sitcoms of the 70s. Yeah. And 80s, for yeah. sure. But this is right down to like all the uh, Edith, Edith and All in the I think her name is Edith, the mom. It's just like such a sweet, pure, kind soul. Just like one of my favorite characters on television of all time. And the mom in this one is pretty much a parallel to her. Yeah. I And I that's something that Seth MacFarlane likes to do on Family Guy and American Dad, which is just have those sorts of characters be in there one for one and then have the ridiculousness happening in the context of that. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a fair. I don't think there's going to be a single episode where the mom or the dad are the a, or even the B story on this show, but they will always be in there as like, uh, wow. How ridiculous is this racist asshole sort of right. Referential thing. Right. I did like the line, uh, after, so they get into drugs in this episode they figure out that their cousin is a that lives with them is a drug dealer and get drugs from her and their parents just find out kick her out and then they have to get her back in yeah basically by by giving the dad Rocky's mouthpiece from Rocky uh-huh. uh and she explains that she was been trying to look out for Johnny and all, all this gives like heartfelt speech and then Ted says. I guess underneath all that complaining about racism, there's actually a good person under there. <laughs> yeah, that was a good, that was a good line. Critics' reviews on this show are not kind, but people are comparing it to uh, Prime Family Guy seasons. Oh, nice! So that may make me watch it more. Uh, when I was on the uh, 
I was pulling up the Wikipedia page because, as I mentioned earlier, I left my notes at home. The first thing I see here is just a, oh, where did it go? The series has received mixed to positive reception, critics praising casting, CGI and performances, some were divided on the humor, and others criticized the length of the episodes, particularly the premiere and the first season as a whole. <laughs> Fair. Why does Blair have a whole drawer of cans of tuna fish? Is that a, am I not getting something or is that just random? It's probably just random. Oh, okay. But it could also be... Um, a drug thing. No, I was thinking more like uh, children of trauma uh, tend to have a food hoarding thing, particularly ones that came from like really shitty households where food scarcity might have been. Oh. And that's a non-perishable food, like food that they were keeping in there. Oh, yeah. When I worked in uh, residential facilities, there were obvious cases of kids who grew up with that sort of food scarcity and you they would steal food all the time and not even eat it necessarily but they would just have like jars of peanut butter underneath their bed and shit yeah it's okay. probably more likely the goofy random thing than it is like the uh really uh hard to think about tr like realities of trauma but yeah it could be Let, let's pause uh-huh i'll re-ask the question and then you give a funny answer okay go ahead <laughs> all right What's with the cans of tuna fish in the drawer? Trauma. <laughs> Cupcake peaches and beef stroganoff was a funny. Yeah, that the the payoff for that joke was what made me laugh when he says, what does he say to her? I don't remember what he says, but he calls her just beef. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they walk in uh, to Ted having three lady friends there and uh -huh. he introduces them as cupcake peaches and beef stroganoff and then they talk and then uh beef stroganoff says something he goes shut up beef <laughs> it still makes me laugh <laughs> knowing that these future episodes aren't 50 minutes long i might watch more yeah i'm gonna watch more it's less about the length Although that is a part of it, um, I don't have the attention span. I'm very much a, a product of everything and more about... What do you mean everything? Like the fucking YouTube, TikTok, like all that sort of shit that just like oh, yeah. has whittled down my attention span to being next to nothing. I'm thinking about getting a dumb phone. I have watched enough YouTube videos of people that did that as well to like be able to help and found that there wasn't a great option out there that didn't lose a lot of the convenience stuff that we need anymore, like GPS and things like that. There is a phone that has that's really dumbed down that has GPS on it and and uh, and things on there. So that's an option. They also like if you just get like a Nokia flip phone, you can also just get a separate player with like your music app and your podcast app on it. So like if I'm going to take it to work, you know, if I'm going to go to work and I want to listen to that stuff, I still got that connected to the Wi-Fi and stuff. So it feels doable. I don't know. Why were we talking about that? You were talking about your attention span. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah. 
But I was talking about my attention span for a reason, though. Because you, now that you realize the episodes are shorter, it's more... It, so it was less about my attention span, uh, of that's clearly uh, plaguing me, and more about I think that this episode sucked a little bit because there was a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. I, I just there there was there were too many jokes that went on too long, and that's honestly something that's plagued Family Guy for years. Prime Family Guy they had some jokes that stretched on too long, and that was part of the humor. And then fighting it, the chicken, fighting the chicken, the first time I think was the appropriate length. It was like a minute, and it was just like, what the fuck are they doing? But then it got to the point where legitimately it was a whole half of an episode it was just a prolonged chicken fight. Um, I'm thinking of him falling and scraping his knee and just like, ah, like yeah. that sort of thing. And that going on for a little too long, but still funny. Nothing's uh, going to be what space ghost, uh, following an insect along the floor for an entire episode. Do you I remember don't, that? I remember space ghost used to watch it all the time. Oh, I do yeah. not remember that episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally just like him. Yeah. Space Ghost was so great, dude. Oh, I loved that in high school. I loved that. It was like middle school for me. Um, and I had the albums that were like just Brack songs. Yeah. I love beans. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. I love beans. What I day beans. is it? Will you tell me? Yeah. Yep. I bet you I could sing the entire I Love Beans song right now. What Billy Joel would sue us. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it that's all i got in my notes you want to write an episode two <laughs> you can kind of keep throwing your phone at me um i think we can write an episode two and maybe others um others? i think we others okay like other episodes yeah um i think we dip into the well that we've dipped into before where we look at the titles of the next episodes and try and come up with an episode based on that because i already have it pulled up Ooh, i like that okay Serious question. Yes. Did Ted not quite turn out the way he was supposed to because of the cinnamon wizard? Yep. The magic. You, <laughs> how mad are you that that, that kind of fits? Uh, this, I'm, I'm not mad i don't think it fits any better than saying it's the drama guy um <laughs> the drama guy doesn't and have that's, magic that's where i wanted to go with it oh okay but i being a good podcast co-host yes and did you <laughs> uh all right so you want to take turns on the episode titles sure so this first episode, which was about drugs and using drugs, was titled Just Say Yes. So I think, much like we've talked about, these episodes are going to be like slants from very very stereotypical like sitcom sorts of episodes. Episode two, My Two Dads. Okay. My Two Dads. I'm going to regret this with episode three. I just saw the title of it. Let's go to Let's do episode two first, though. Okay. So Ted's going to school. So I think that he is going to. Because he, he never had a strong father figure in his life. Or, latch on to or like, any. Yeah. Yeah. 
latch on to like a teacher uh, at the school as being his male role model. And then um, what's the Johnny's dad's name? Maddie. Maddie is going to like catch on and get jealous and be like, oh, wait a minute. I thought I was going to I thought I was your male role model. That type of thing. And I think that those we're, we're going to see that those two dads fulfill very different roles because that teacher dad is going to be more of the sensitive type. Yeah, I, the English teacher that we already saw in the, epi- ooh, in the first episode. Enough. Yeah, that, that whole bit made me laugh a lot, too, by the way. <laughs> Him ta- when Ted makes some joke about his wife sleeping around and then he just gets really serious and starts talking about how his life is crumbling around him. That made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it'll be him. Um, and then he's gonna, Maddie's gonna st- try and step in and be like, oh, I'm the father figure, but then teach him to do things like, I don't know what, what do racist, uh, Bostonians do flip cars when they're rioting after the Red Sox win the world series or something. Oh, I thought you meant fix up old cars and sell them. <laughs> So yeah, he's, he, so he teaches his dad how to fix up cars. Fix up cars. You get a lot of scenes of like Ted like fixing up a car, and the other guys like reading Robert Frost poems and like standing over there like, uh, and then what? Probably some sort of showdown between the two dads. Maybe like a, a competition in front of the whole school. Yeah. Like they agree to a, a dad off. Yeah, they agree to a dad off. You gotta like fix up a car. Um some teach your kid about the birds and the bees. Teach your kid about the birds and the bees. Uh, a kid comes up and like gives you a problem and you have to um say the problem or like solve the problem for the kid. You have to uh keep other people in the household from using the thermostat. Yep. Uh beating up all of your kids' bullies. For sure, that's a thing dads do is yep. beat, beat up children. Um, <laughs> your, your dad didn't do that? No. Hmm. So who wins the dad off? I think uh, by all accounts, the teacher dad wins, but he lets the other dad win because he sees how much this means to him. All right. Because he's sensitive. And a loser that way. Okay, episode three. Ejectile dysfunction. This is a continuation of the birds and the bees conversation that happened in episode two. And Ted is very confused. Like he he come he brings he's like you know how we were talking about the birds and the bees the other day during that dad off. And the dad says, sure, of course. And he says, um, how, how does that affect me if I don't have a penis or any sexual organs whatsoever? I think the episode is them teaching Ted that he doesn't need to have genitals in order to have sexual contact. Okay. That's better than what I was going to say. Go on. Uh, this uh, triggers some sort of puberty in Ted. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. And his outward body doesn't change, but he does get the ability to, you know, like uh, the fish monster in the shape of water. 
I thought and you were going to leave. I thought thing. you were going to leave it at hand gestures, and then that was just going to be a joke for me. <laughs> Episode four: Subways, bicycles, and automobiles. They got to go to a concert. It's the nineties, right? So who would they be wanting to go see? Smashing Pumpkins. Perfect. Smashing Pumpkins are going to play in Boston. Like Boston proper. I'm assuming they're in the suburbs somewhere. Yeah, probably. So it's just an adventure road trying to get to Smashing Pumpkins. A la um, Harold and Kumar. Nailed it. All right. Desperately seeking Susan. Susan being the name of the mom. Oh. I think we're going literal with this one. She gets kidnapped. Oh, dude. She gets kidnapped. And the only way that the letter out is if Johnny wishes on a shooting star for like a whole bunch of money for them or something. Yep. It's the same kidnappers that kidnapped him 10 years ago and tried to make him wish. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work. But, but they... they've been spinning this idea in their head for like 10 years that maybe if they kidnap, like he has to choose to wish to save someone he loves. Right. Because as criminals, they know that even though it didn't work the first time, they can keep trying. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> They're persistent. <laughs> Loud night. They have a party. Uh-huh. And then the last one is he's got to have it. As the end of the school year approaches, Ted plots to help John lose his virginity. Eh. Eh. I, I'm back out on watching more of the show, I think. <laughs> Fair. I'll watch one more and see what I think. I think I'll do what I said I'm going to do, which is throw one on in the background when me and Kathy have nothing better to watch and see what she thinks. I think my enjoyment of it will be at least partially tied to her enjoyment of it. So yeah. Oh, got anything else? Another streaming. This is technically a podcast, but I've been watching it on YouTube. Neil Brennan has a podcast. Uh, block like he had that show on Netflix. Blocks. Yeah. Um, well, he's doing a podcast based on the same thing where he talks with people about what are their blocks uh, sort of thing um, and have really been enjoying that quite a bit. Nice. Uh, it's pretty stereotypical pot- podcast fodder. Comedians talking to other comedians about their mental health issues. But right. Still enjoyable. Cool. Anything else from you? No. Uh I've got like three more episodes of Seinfeld to watch before I've made it through the whole series. Looking forward to being done with that. Um, n- not sure what I'm going to move on to, but there's been talk of Shay and I watching The Bear again. Um, other than that, Shay's been watching a lot of Monk lately because they just did that um, mo- movie and we watched that and she was like, I forgot how much I like Monk, so it's been like her comfort show, which is, you know, so I watched a, a episode uh, with that, with her, of that every once in a while. Nothing, nothing too exciting to report, I guess. Not groundbreaking. Yep, nothing groundbreaking. All right. Want to wrap it up? Thanks for listening to the episode one podcast with Michael and Eric. 
If you like the show, check out our website at stepsonwhatpodcast.com. You can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Um, really still hunting that Rotten Tomatoes uh, certified reviewer status. That reminds me, have you seen recent media coverage on IODB's Letterboxd account? No. Letterboxd is a... I, I frankly had heard of it, but didn't have any clue what it was. Social media site where you're basically reviewing movies. So similar to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Um, her reviews of movies. She has been reviewing movies for a long ass time um, on that site. And her reviews are fucking hilarious. Um, like her review of The Departed is. Um, so a lot of people don't know this, but I actually uh, was a language coach on that movie specifically to teach them to say the word microprocessor in the funniest way possible <laughs> and i'm really proud of my work on that on that movie <laughs> and then it continues and i know what some of you are thinking based on when that movie came out you must have been 10 years old and here's what i have to say to that stop trying to rewrite women's stories <laughs> And it's, I don't know how it came out, what the interviewer on the red carpet brought it up to her, but like, it's all of it. Like, I need to go look up, uh, look her up on Letterboxd and, and read some of those reviews because they seem fucking hilarious. Nice. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, ratings, reviews, Apple Podcasts, all that bullshit. Big thanks, Boz D, theme song, words. See you next week. No. Uh, uh, Jack Whitehall, please collab. Jack Whitehall, please collect. <laughs> yeah, that's how we have. <laughs>